A lot of you have been asking uh, whether you can watch and enjoy some of the media that we talk about here on the Sam and Mim 90s Time Machine podcast. You most certainly can, for we have created a link tree for you. You can go to L for Lima, I for India, N for November, K for Kilo, T for Tango, R for Romeo, dot, E for Echo, E for Echo, forward slash, Sam and Mim. And there you will find every link you could possibly desire. Goodbye. On what one two three or three two one? What do you prefer? I'm, I'm easy, mate. I'm easy. That's not even <laughs> <right>. thinking. <laughs> three two one. You're, You're listening, listening to Sam Adams nineties time machine podcast. Why are you doing it so slow? I don't know. <laughs> Start, do it one more time. Sorry. The nineties. How have you been? Let me rummage. Let me rummage. <laughs> a little rustle around. Currently in my house, mm. uh, ev- everything, everywhere is surrounded by scaffolding. Everywhere. Uh... I can't express this enough. There's not like a bit of scaffolding outside the front of my house. No, 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 no. no, no. The entire house is wrapped in a cloak of scaffolding. At every window you look out of, there is scaffolding, yeah. which means that every so often... Uh, you'll just be, you know, making a cup of tea and just suddenly there's a crotch. Yeah. Just at eye height. You sent <laughs> or like me... a, a bald, bald head just bobbing along, bobbing along. <laughs> it's, that's not disconcerting at all. You sent me a picture no, of just like, this is my work desk. And I was like, is that a groin? There's a groin in the background. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just a tracky bottom covered groin, just knocking about. And that wow. is pretty standard now. We have thought it's very tempting because obviously... I mean, I know, and you know, Miriam, we shouldn't play on the scaffolding. Really we absolutely shouldn't. shouldn't. You shouldn't. We definitely shouldn't. But it's when you open a window and it's just the scaffolding's flush <laughs> with the windowsill. And you're like, I could just, I mean, it wouldn't, it's I could. It's a balcony. I? It's a balcony. It's yeah. not a balcony. It's not safe. It's not I, allowed. Don't do it. <laughs> it looks safe-ish. I've seen men on it. No, no, I won't. Trained, I I... trained men you've seen on it. Trained professionals. Don't you be... I mean, Miriam, you're saying this to me. <laughs> I, I'm, no offence to the lads, because they, they put up that scaffolding very quickly and very efficiently <laughs> and well done. Looks like a difficult job. But if you were... I mean, I wouldn't smoke a cigarette whilst doing it. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. <laughs> but a lot of them had made a different choice. <laughs> the 90s. Um, we accidentally um, have created a kind of thematic structure, which mm. will probably never happen again. So we should enjoy it. <laughs> Either never happen again or happen every week. Or We're happen not... every single time. And we'll pretend that yeah, was what we intended all along. <laughs> this is all about 90s dating. Yeah. Dating this in the, the 90s. The love podcast. <laughs> 
That, yeah. <laughs> that was both fantastic, inevitable, <laughs> and just sort of slightly disconcerting. But it <laughs> yeah, is, you're right. That's what I was going for. I've been practising that all week. Shall we start with Street Mates? I think um, it's as good a place. that We could start anywhere, but sure, why not? It is, it's my choice and it, I'm so proud of it. And I was thinking... <laughs> Should I bring As up Streetmate? Like, um, it's one of my favourite 90s joys. It is 1998 mm. to 2001 is the, the window that I'm talking about. Yeah. But um, I thought that's still, the, the first season still counts, so that's all right. Um, well, that's the that's yeah. the thing. I, I thought it's late 90s. Yeah. But as soon as I saw like three or four minutes of it, I went, oh, no, no, it's no, pure. It's, fine. it's pure 90s. This, this is one of the most <laughs> 90s things I have ever seen. Please tell tell me about Street Mates. Well, I mean, I was thinking, should I cover it in like a later podcast? You know, like when we've settled in and like know what we're doing. And I was just like, I can't, I can't wait, can't wait to excited. <laughs> So I pick one episode and then if I have to, mm. I'll revisit that season. I'm not shamed. Um, I think my dream job, I've got like two mm. dream jobs and one of them is to just be Davina McCall and Street Mate. It's the funnest. She just runs up and down, talks to someone, asks them what their type is, which is slightly strange anyway, But then and then finds someone also single, they go on a date. It's just... And if you it's imagine, a it's a simple thing. And it's it's like, I think what I got really, uh, after watching this and your um, pick for this week as well, I got into like a weird um, zone, let's call it a zone, of dating shows. And I then wanted to kind of understand the art form. I, yeah, <laughs> it is course, an art of, form. Of course, it is an art form for sure. And I was like, so what was happening at the time? And I was thinking, well, Blind Date was the kind of main Sorry, thing. can you just pronounce it Blind Date? Blind Date. <laughs> yeah, sorry, it's got three Ds in it, I forgot. Blind Date. Yeah, so Blind Date was on from 1985 with Scylla. Um, and I watched an episode of it. And you can kind of see how Streetmate is just like, yeah, we're not going to do any of that. Like, we'll just yeah. get rid of the whole, it's not scripted, because it feels, Blind Date feels very scripted. Um, and Scylla is like, she looks like one of my head teachers and kind of behaves like, <laughs> just like in a True. suit, telling people off. Um, Scylla Black is one of those uh, celebrities which I find it hard to speak ill of. Oh, I, oh I, I, no, no I, ill will here. Just, I think know. Scylla is, is is the exact kind of celebrity that this country is good at producing. Yes, Because yes. she's just like a, a lady from Liverpool who yeah. was just like a, a good laugh and a great singer. And oh, very, very professional. She just seems extremely professional. And you know. I mean, notwithstanding that thing where she rubs an OXO cube on an orange and eats it. Yeah, that was not, full weird. Notwithstanding that. That was full <laughs> weird and... Fine. Yes, that 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 keeps me up at night. Um, but <laughs> it's like it is like a dream. It's like you can't believe I can't, the images I, you're seeing. I've seen it. I've seen it multiple times, and I still don't believe it happened. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was that about? She, yeah, she's kind of everyone's sitting on these like really high stools, and it's mm. all very formal, and it's all very scripted. And Street Mates just the opposite of that. And I've picked. Um, season one, so it's in 1998, and I picked episode two because even though episode one is good, um, episode two is filmed, they do two cities and one's Nottingham and one's London. One where I was born and one where I live now. It is all about me, I'm not going to lie. 
course. <laughs> I mean, that's what, as soon as I saw it, I was like, why episode, Why is she chosen episode two? That seems weird. Why not start at the beginning? And then as soon as it, it, it like said, <laughs> the city we're in, I was like, hang on a minute. I know that canal. I know that. Ca- Wait. <laughs> I've seen that swan. <laughs> yep. And then I, then I was, oh, of course, beautiful Nottingham, back in the Shire. I know. Because we, we are both yeah. from that beautiful, beautiful city that neither of us choose to live in anymore. <laughs> Oh, won't hear good. won't hear a bad word against it no. would never move back that's that's my my nottingham <laughs> policy don't ever ever speak ill of nottingham but never. please please don't make me live there please <laughs> I, I don't want to <laughs> it's changed it's changed a lot and i think it was there was some sadness there when i was watching it because there was like oh i remember that oh it's shut oh that restaurant oh, yeah, was it's, oh, all... it's gone <laughs> it's, it's a different place now there's different things there you know. Well, Davina McCall wasn't isn't isn't there anymore, and that's <laughs> the thing that I think is sad, because I, I I've I've been down those streets, you know, a few years ago, and I didn't see Davina at all. Whereas obviously in the nineteen nineties, every every other day you'd see Davina McCall traipsing up and down the street, <laughs> connecting people, <laughs> keeping them up, pairing them off. I I tried to explain Street Mate uh, to someone, and they were like, I don't remember this. So for anyone that just has no recollection of Street Mate. You've, you've put in an expression which is, I think, valid, which is just incomprehension and a little bit of anger. The precy of Street Mate is Davina McCall yep. runs up and down a street in, in the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. She gets someone uh, of either gender yep. and then she asks them some questions about, well, firstly, she goes through a load of people saying, are you single? Are you single? Are you single? And they all say No. And then she gets someone, she finds out their sexual orientation and then some really broad ideas about what they're looking for, <laughs> like height, that kind of stuff. Nothing too specific. You know, yeah. And then she just scans the street looking for anyone who meets those criteria, grabs them and says, will you go on a date with this person? And then eventually someone says yes. And then every week, the brilliant thing, the thing I enjoy the most about it is the bit where they have to then go with to the person's place of work because for some reason they're always on their lunch break yeah. in street mate and then say hi i'm davina mccall um <laughs> i would like to take your employee away for the whole of the rest of the day yeah. oh okay what, what why is it it's for a sort of dating show just uh, for fun <laughs> where i grab them off the street and it, my question was how many times do you think they have they filmed that and someone's just gone no and that afternoon, that afternoon where you've like almost been on street, mate, and now you're back yeah, in your office and crushing. your boss said no, you just, that would suck. That would be the worst afternoon. There was one on, uh, I can't remember if it was the first one or the second one, where it seemed a little bit like the woman was quite reluctant to agree. Yeah, yeah the second <laughs> one, the second one. And they were like, we're negotiating, we're negotiating. It's like, did Davina yeah. have to pay her? <laughs> She probably well, had to I be just, like, I how thought, much does a temp cost? Well, give us that money, Channel 4, and then I'll let I you. Bet, I bet they have done that. Yeah. Because I thought, imagine if, if like, you, you, you've you all had this experience working in an office where there's someone there who doesn't really pull their weight. And there's there's come a point where you're like, oh, my God, like, if they don't respond to that email today, this is going to be a nightmare. This is going to drag into the weekend. This is going to cost me time and effort. And I'm quite annoyed with them for, for letting me down. Now imagine that person, you're having these thoughts. They go off for their lunch break. They're already like half an hour late. You're like, Why, where are they? Why are they not here? They should be here. And then they could turn up with Davina McCall and they want the whole <laughs> afternoon off. 
<laughs> she didn't she didn't look happy about it. The other guy was all right. What um uh Sam was it Sam, the first one from Nottingham, her boss like came outside and yeah. it was like three cheers for Alan or whatever his name was. <laughs> it's really yeah, nice. He he was loving it. He just wanted to be on TV and and fair play. Fair play to him, and why not? I found that woman quite. Um, well, I say because she was eighteen, wasn't she? Yeah. She was really young. Yeah, and she did. She didn't look eighteen, nope. but she had this kind of very um, like kind of a professional middle aged woman bearing about her. Yeah. She kind of spoke a little bit like that, and I could not associate her with being an eighteen year old I at couldn't. all. Very odd. and I felt bad for Jeff as well. He was just this little, I know, but I I watched a couple of times and he was just like, she was like, oh, well, it was all right until he started to drink so much. And then like afterwards, he was just like, Mm. yeah, I don't know why I drank so much. I think it was because I just felt so alone. And I was just like, oh my God, Jeff, (laughs) Jeff, it's going to be okay because he just got out of this serious relationship. And I was just like, oh, Jeff. (laughs) He was like a gangly 22 year old man boy. Yeah, who had bleach blonde hair with quite a lot, quite a lot of root <laughs> creeping in, which was how they did it yeah. back then, wasn't it? Almost like a kind of DIY frosted tip, yep. like you sort of bang it on there, then you wait for the roots to grow through as like shading. Mm. And uh, he had that all sort of teased forward, um, and then sort of leaving a kind of jelly residue on the forehead as well. And he was very um, uh, tanned in that way that was like. This was at one point a horrible burn from a holiday yeah. I went on, and now it's it's settled down. <laughs> the peeling has ended. Now it's the sweet spot. Yeah. We're da- we've got all the layers off. <laughs> now, now we're at that delightful to- toasty caramel. But I mean, talking of Je- talking of Jeff, so he, he there's a bit where he gets ready for the date, and he's he gets in the shower, and we see this, and we see his his yeah. his bottom, and I was like, oh gosh, you know, back in the nineties, like no one really was that so bothered, and there was that without having social media and websites and all this kind of stuff, there was that anonymity that you could mm. just you know be Get on TV with telly. your bum out, and no one would Get ever bum know. Out on Channel Four, and then I was thinking, that, and then I was like. Oh, but there's now Naked Attraction where you get everything out. Have you seen this on Channel 4? I haven't because it 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 sounds like an anxiety dream. Yes. Like I can't I can't I can't watch that. So I felt I, like that. I can't be part of that. <laughs> I felt like that and I thought actually my kind of um, research like I was like but I've I've watched Blind Date and now I've watched this. Now I need to know where it's going so I watched Take Me Out on ITV and I oh watched God, um Marianne. I watched an episode of Naked Attraction. It, it was. You've been. You've, yeah. You've been through hell. I know. <laughs> so I should have put all of that in my have you been bag. But yeah. Um, yeah. I'm surprised you managed to to get. Wow. Take me out. Yeah. You watch. Take me out. I know. Mate. I know. Yeah. Well, would you say that Street Mate is like a more innocent sort of game? Kind of like, hey, we're just meeting people on the street, seeing if people can connect. It's all kind of fun and. There's so many possibilities. It's all optimistic. It's the nineties. Um, that yeah, it, it does feel to me like it's it's a slightly more innocent time, but at the same time, we we did see his bomb. So it's hard to hard to call. It's hard to call. More research needed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not doing anymore. No, it was good. It was really good. Uh, it was nice to see Nottingham in in its. I felt its heyday. I'm sure it is having another one now. We're just not there to see it. Um, how yeah. how many times did you find yourself 
trying to look in like the background thinking maybe I'll see someone I oh, know. Oh, constant the whole time. Maybe I'll see myself. Yeah. <laughs> I was so gutted that I didn't recognise anyone yeah. at any That's point. Really but coming on to the Soho one, yeah. right? The people they chose, I found very amusing. <laughs> what, Joanna Bobbin. Joanna and what's Bobbin. the guy called? Jason Bailey. Jason Bailey. Yeah. Wow, you went deep yeah. and, and, and fair and both, play. Well no, done. both actors. Both actor, well, he's an actor, presenter, extreme sports car enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> Like extreme sports car, so and cycling and running and jumping and that. I thought you said extreme sports car enthusiast. Oh yeah, comma car that, enthusiast. Sorry. Yeah, because I thought it was like he doesn't like sport. A normal sports car is nowhere near oh, enough sorry. for Mr. Bailey. <laughs> For Jason Bailey, he's like, no, 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 no. I need an extreme sports car. Like the kind of sports car where other sports car owners go, no, 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 that's just too extreme. I wouldn't buy one of those. That's the kind of stuff that he's into, yeah. which would have been very It might niche, be. But no, that makes more yeah. sense. But this is the thing. I couldn't concentrate on almost anything after they went back to, I can't remember which one of them, their, their flats it was. And there was, there's a guy, he's got, she's a black guy with a shaved head, right? Yeah. And he had like tattoos on his arms. Yeah, and he had like a kind of little beard going off. Yeah. Um, who Don, is that? Don Gile. Don Gillette. Gile. When what's he he's in? He's in everything. He's in loads and loads and loads of stuff. Let me look. Sorry, I will look up for you because he's in absolutely everything. Oh, he was he was in Doctor Who. Was killing me. Um, oh, okay, okay. And okay. he's give me in, some choice roles. Hold on, hold on. Uh, EastEnders. Um, of course he is. Uh, 55 degrees north, Holby City, Old Jack's Boat. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Um, Desmond's he was in. I, I knew I knew him. Don But then it's Gile. like, where, what What do you do? Do you just, you can't Google search, black actor with shaved head and tribal tattoo on arm appeared in Street Mate. I think he might be in the bill. Like that's not a Google search that's going to yield any results. So how did you find this well, out? I knew he was the guy from Doctor Who and I knew which episode oh, he was course. in a special episode and he had quite a key part. So I got in through, I got in that way. I don't forget a face. Ah. I don't forget a face, especially not in Doctor no. Who. There's like every time I turn on TV, I'm like, she was in Doctor Who. <laughs> Genius. Yeah. I'm so, I can't express to you how glad I am that you were able to just solve this for me straight away because I tried so many different ways to work out. I just went down like IMDB lists of shows that I thought he might have been in. Should have just called <laughs> just me. Just looking, I was like, hopefully there's a photograph of it. That's the guy. And I, I had to stop myself and go, what, what are you doing <laughs> with your or, already fairly pointless life? <laughs> why, why have you made this a thing now? It's, oh, thank God. No problem. Now I know who he is. <laughs> That aside, so they're just all actors. Yeah. Everyone in this seemed to be just an actor. And they were all very pleased with themselves. Very, very, very pleased yeah. with themselves. And I found it quite, quite uncomfortable. Well, I, I, I like the fact that both their houses seemed like this life. Yeah. That's, that, yeah. that was cool. <laughs> Proper like rented kind of rubbish. And yeah, yeah. yeah. But apart from that, I found what was he? So he's Jason Bailey. Yeah. I found Jason Bailey, and I don't want to say because obviously he's he's as I knew he would be, sort of still somewhat in the public yeah. eye. So I want to make it clear: I'm only talking about the appearance of Jason Bailey 
in Street Mate in 1998. So that's 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 the limit of my mm. criticism. It, in that, Jason Bailey, he seemed quite oily. Oily is the word I would use for him. He seemed sort of quite a quite a greasy man. <laughs> I, I found I found him quite quite difficult to deal with, um, especially when he ordered champagne in the restaurant. That that actually made me physically sort of cringe when he did that. Just the way he did it, Don Perrin. Well, no, because she wanted just, to. Uh, she made a suggestion, hadn't she? Like, oh, let's get the ninety nine pound bottle of champagne. And he was mm. like, "Yeah, we definitely can because they can't stop us. Like, why mm. the hell not?" And because um, it's all expenses paid, I think. And she was then she kind of like bottled it. <laughs> couldn't couldn't say Don Perignon, and then he just went. Mm. No, she wants Don Perignon. Like, kind of. It was a bit. Don yeah. Don Perignon. <laughs> but I don't know. I thought they got on really well. I like those sort of hand readings. I thought you know they they make quite a nice pair but you know yeah it's it's one of those things where um if i don't watch many dating shows but i do remember that if they don't get Mm -hmm. on it's brilliant to watch (laughs) like that's the thing it's fantastic if if it's such a a grotesque mismatch (laughs) and they both wish that it wasn't happening but they have to do it it's fantastic entertainment did i tell you the time me and neil were in a uh, Neil, who we're trying to desperately get to appear on this podcast. We were in Spanky Van Dykes <laughs> in Nottingham. <laughs> and, Not there uh, anymore. We were just having <laughs> no gone. Sadly gone. Sadly, sadly gone. And we were sitting there, and we were like, "There's something about the atmosphere." Is we were having food on, on like a sort of weekday evening at like about seven o'clock. Mm. We were something weird about the atmosphere in here, and we looked around, and we, we realised that it was all couples. <laughs> it was all couples everywhere. <laughs> And then as we looked a bit more sort of closely, I said, Neil, I don't think any of these couples know each other because the body, I don't see all the body language I'm seeing in this room is discomfort and anxiety. That's all I'm seeing. And all the tone of their conversation was all kind of like (laughs) that kind of, you know, (laughs) yeah, nervous laughter, people like just about to lose control. I just went, these are all date. These are all Tinterweb dates. All of these people have, have got on Tinder or Plenty of Fish. None of these people know each other. And at that point, I was like, right, the conversation I was having with you, Neil, that's in the bin. I don't care what you're saying. I'm now just going to stare <laughs> surreptitiously as possible at all these people having disastrous or successful dates. So, yeah, brilliant. But the ones who are not getting on, oh, pretty Did you have a kind and of like snog, marry, avoid kind of thing going but with other people were you just like okay those two are gonna just have a falling out and part ways and never meet again those two are gonna have a snog and those ones are gonna get married well we i think we very quickly tried to say which ones we thought were likely to yeah to end up in in triumph or disaster (laughs) and most of them were like these are these aren't going anywhere none of these are going anywhere but then the first you have to ask yourself if your first date choice is like wednesday night burger at spanky van dykes i don't know how much how much faith were you putting in the other person (laughs) i don't know if that would be where i'd start you know what i mean but i mean i was there anyway and then we obviously then me and neil were like do you think these people think that we're on a date and then we were like should we should we like you know try and model great date behavior (laughs) like i'll I'll just kind of like fiddle with your hair feed feed you a fry (laughs) Oh my goodness. This is how it's done. <laughs> Watch and learn. <laughs> oh. 
I, I don't think, as I've said to many people, I've ever actually been on a date date like you're going on a date. Oh, I went on dates, I guess, when I like meet someone in like Rock City or something and then go on a date the next day. And then I definitely had that thing where I didn't know what that person looked like until I met them in the market square. <laughs> and that did happen. I was just like, is it you? Oh, it's you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's your name again? <laughs> was, was there ever one of just abs like proper, is there any way I can get out of this? Can I get out of this? Did that ever occur? Oh, yeah. Yeah, quite a few times. Just on site, I mean. Like, did, is at any point you just saw them and you went, oh, I've made a horrible mistake, but it's too late now. They've clapped eyes on me. I can't get out of No, this. I think... Um, and when I did, like, internet dating, because I was on, like... Uh, I didn't do... T- I did Tinder for, like, 10 minutes once. Um, <laughs> but before, before that... It, Tinder makes my blood run well you cold. say just I, the thought of it you say blood and that's the reason i went up because i i basically logged in and i used to li- i lived in east london mm. at the time um and i logged in and, and the people that were matched with me in my area or something just had blood on their faces and like bruises on their face and i'm not, like and it wasn't just one what? it was like what? three and i was just like what, you- what? What's happening? Like, I think... Well, like, just, just stains yeah, just, or just like scabs? Yeah, just sort of scabby, bruised faces, like they'd, <laughs> they'd been in little fights. And I was just like, oh, I don't know if Tinder's for me. <laughs> I just deleted it. Um, so, yeah, that was weird. I just can't get the image now of just, like, swiping through Tinder and just seeing people with just bruised, yeah. <laughs> contorted faces. Yeah, it was quite odd. <laughs> I just... There's been like a, a recent a bit a big fight in East London and everyone had just everyone had just been involved. I don't know, maybe they sort of went, you know, that whole chicks dig scars thing, maybe they were just like <laughs> took it too far. I don't You think these are self inflicted? <laughs> I've got to go I've got like to go on just... Tinder, but go, come on, go, hit me, hit me as hard as you can. <laughs> I need to get my face all purple. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, it was weird. And that's true. I'm not I'm not making it as true. It was very odd. No, I believe you. If you to be to be frank, if you made it up, that would be way weirder than a picture. <laughs> yeah. Like, what a bizarre brag. If that was you. <laughs> then I'll think I'm cool. Forget his Hundred percent. We should save this from the forgetty spaghetti. Definitely. I wish they'd have it on again. again. I I think I think it works the format and actually. I the second thing is that I want Davina's job and I got very excited about this and so I messaged single people <laughs> and I asked them to, I, I gave them a sort of loose like script and said you know mm-hmm. if you want I'm doing this podcast um would you like to record a dating profile tape that we can then add to the end of the podcast, which we will do. Um, and then if anybody is interested, they can email um, Sam and Mim podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> I'll put 
that at the end as well. Um, and I did, I did get, I did get a response. Um, I might even get more than one when I check my phone later, but I've got at least one. Um, and I, I literally cannot. My wait. life is like I, I, I cannot wait. Made. Uh, I'll play it to you at the end. I'll, we'll stitch it onto the end of the podcast. And it would be, oh my goodness, can you imagine if we like actually make a kind of, I'm not going to say street mate, but like a pod, a pod mate, a podcast match. Pod, pod mate. <laughs> We've exhausted the 90s, Sam. That's what we're presenting mm. next. We're going to help people. We just start matchmaking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it, it, it's going to be good. And, and you've got good credentials because, you know, you introduced me to my now husband. So... Yeah, and I will be uh, milking that <laughs> for the rest of my life. <laughs> you owe me. <laughs> yeah. You know your happiness, Miriam. I done that. I done that. I did. <laughs> Tell me what you watched. Did you watch mm. both episodes of Single Out mm. that I sent you? Mm. You went mm, through them both. Yeah. So first of all, hats off to you. Well done. That's almost sixty minutes <laughs> of Singled Out. That is way. That is a some in some people that is a fatal dose. So you managed to get through the whole thing. Well, I done. did more than that. I watched the episode one again just to make sure that I had all my notes done properly. You are a hero. <laughs> what is Singled Out? Singled Out was a show they had on MTV UK. And the presenters of that show were Richard Blackwood, yes. about whom a lot more later. And Sarah Kaywood, who are just two oh, primo 90s personalities. And the show was a dating show where they had uh, the, the, there's a woman and a man usually I think that changed sometimes and then f- per contestant who was picking they had 40 yep. um, men that's right 40 different men to choose from and then then there was um, uh, a man choosing there was 40 yep. women so the idea was they whittled down um, for, from 40 to 1 was the was the plan what, what were your first thoughts when you watched Singled Out? My very first thought was, you know, I can't remember whether it was my parent or a friend of theirs, or like your friend's parents or someone older than me, and I was watching TV, and it might have been a grandparent, and they would then watch the TV that I was watching and say something along the lines of, I can't understand a word they're saying. And that was the first thing. And I suddenly was like, oh, I'm old. I'm suddenly old. Because the first bit was just like, and then it's going to guys, we're going to die us. And I was just like, what the heck is this? And then I did I did listen. I was like, oh, no, I do understand what's going on. It took me a minute to get get into it. But they're shouting. And they're like, there's 40 girls that are going to go away. Like, like, and it was just like, oh, it does. wow. That's exactly how I felt. Like I turned it on, and it, so when you watch the YouTube thing, there's a lovely bit where it's like adverts that you dimly remember from 1998, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that, and then so you sort of load into a kind of nice sort of nostalgic kind of like, oh, the cheese strings advert, and then 
the program starts <laughs> and it is just like an explosion of just screaming mm. color wild camera angles people just whooping punching the air it's it's just it's as if the chaos has been going on for hours and then they've just suddenly turned on the cameras and then everyone's just already like completely off their face yeah it was it's an visual and audio assault from the second that program started. <laughs> I feel like they've all been given at least a shot of tequila before things kicked off. It feels... Oh, <laughs> everyone is drunk. Everyone is drunk. A hundred percent they're drunk. Well, I, I, I was, again, I was like, I did like my sort of initial notes for this. and um, oh, wait, I've got it? so many notes, and... don't worry. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Literally, okay. So my first opening note was just, was just the words Richard Blackwood does not need sleeves because I just had the, I just had this vision because he's wearing this beautiful red top which and it's not I was trying to explain it to Siobhan she was like so he's wearing a vest and I was like no, no. it's not a vest it's a, it's a t-shirt top. like a tight collared t-shirt that the sleeves are just gone <laughs> and I, I, the way it looks I imagine that Richard Blackwood was in the makeup room he put everything on they sorted him out and he looked himself in the mirror and he just went Blackwood does not need <laughs> sleeves and then just reached tore them both off perfectly <laughs> strides out flexing his guns as he goes and everyone's like blackwood doesn't need sleeves what, what were we were thinking? thinking of course he doesn't well i put on my sunglasses Beautiful. on my head today just in honor of him <laughs> because he also wears sunglasses on his head and then later like puts them on because obviously that's yeah, that was totally fine that, then that, that was fine then that's yeah. a one of my notes is just, why is Blackwood wearing sunglasses? <laughs> because it occurs at random. You never know when it's going to happen. Like suddenly it, you, you, it pans yeah. away for a second. You come back there on his face. <laughs> you just don't know when it's going to happen. Yeah. And they're really, really good, like proper petrol station wraparound sunglasses oh, yeah. that he's got as well. <laughs> yeah. So I found myself instantly noticing that like both of them seemed like they had been shouting for hours like <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, someone <laughs> give someone give Richard Blackwood a glass of water <laughs> yeah. that's almost exactly what I've written <laughs> I've written Blackwood needs water and then I've written his, his, his voice sounds like he's been up all night in a London park screaming his own name <laughs> he sounds so tired so tired so this is what I, I started off thinking like oh this is awful and then I just started to feel nothing but sympathy for Richard Blackwood and Sarah Kaywood because there was like, hang on a minute. So there's 82 people in that studio. Yeah. So there's two pickers and then there's 40 of each, you know, the 40 men, 40 women. <laughs> yeah. so 82 people in that studio, right? And then two people just to control it all as it's being filmed. And they're and all they're drunk. To, they're, everyone is drunk. And clearly they've spent like a good hour like hyping everyone up like come on come on the energy 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 and then they just go right now administer some quite complicated game show <laughs> to 82 people who are off their tits like how what a task what yeah. a task i mean she looked like she needed a like sarah k would look like at one point she needed to hide his vest on because she was just holding the crowd <laughs> back with both yeah. arms just like okay just <laughs> There was, yeah, there was like one moment where Richard Blackwood said, "Seriously, guys, seriously, guys, if 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 we don't quieten down, we won't hear the questions." Like, and it was he had to go like proper. And then he forgets, bless him, he forgets the card on the second couple 
um, Brett and Vanessa, he forgets the card of like where they're going on the date um, yeah. at the end because it's so chaotic. And um, so <laughs> Sarah's just like, and where are you go? Where are they going on the date? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I haven't got, I haven't got the. <laughs> and she just like completely just goes, okay, well, we're going to send you to um, a sports cafe and then to a gig. Great. And like, there's like the other one, it's like before they're like, we're sending you to more Chiba and um, at the Royal Albert Hall and you're having your sushi. It's all very specific. She's reading off a card and he's just like, oh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Did you have MTV when you were a kid? You didn't have cable, right? No. And we didn't have cable until 1997. My dad is just not the kind of person that would ever get cable tv like no no (laughs) and everyone in the street was getting diamond cable do you remember this for diamond cable yep diamond cable was going up everywhere and and it was people were digging up the street putting in diamond cable because it was a big cable that had to go up your road then you had to have a big junction box stuck on the front of your house that said diamond cable but people thought it was a bit less outre than having a massive satellite dish on you all. People who had cable thought they were a little bit better than people who had a satellite dish, which is pure snobbery. But eventually it was like cable was on its way out. No one was that interested in it. So someone came round to our house and offered us like some preposterous deal to have diamond cable installed in our house. My dad just went for it. Just <laughs> agreed to it. Sure. And I was I was on holiday, away on holiday, while I was away doing theatre, theatre in Poland. And I came back... And I saw the box by the door, like just on the wall. I was like, it cannot be. It cannot be. And I went into the living room, looked around and there was like a different remote. And I was like, it's here. Diamond Cable is here. So wow. watched caned MTV, caned MTV every single day. And when it first started, there was MTV Europe, which was like, all right. And then they decided at some point that everyone, because MTV Europe was all in English and this was like not really flying with French people or German people. So they decided to split it all up into different European Mm. countries. And then we got MTV UK and one of the flagship shows (laughs) was singled out. (laughs) (laughs) Just any time they said singled out, there was just this massive heart and just like, no, 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 no. A huge heart blast into your face and then some godforsaken Green Day B-side <laughs> just <laughs> bursts into life. <laughs> Why was everyone so sweaty? I guess maybe Yeah, hot they lights. got very hot. Yeah, I think like, it's a hot light. Yeah. Everyone yeah. was just dripping with perspiration by the end of, it the, of that program. It looked a very windowless space. <laughs> and um, I think I do, I've been under like studio lights. I had to have a headshot taken or a group shot with some people I worked with taken and it was under some proper photography like lights and I was just like how do people do this and they put so much hairspray in my hair I thought it was gonna catch fire (laughs) well we know how they do it Miriam we know how they do it they tear their sleeves off they tear off their (laughs) sleeves which provides them with just the right amount of ventilation to keep keep them cool but yet retain their dignity that's how they do it one of the things that I thought was striking about singled out was i was trying to work out who the demographic for the show was and it's quite obvious it's like teenagers and i've been to i've been to a, a club and i remember going to like <laughs> foam silly like foam <laughs> parties where people had the hair all gelled and like had lip liner and wedge shoes on i remember all of that nonsense in the 90s <laughs> 
But then at the end of the show and the start of the next one, because it was like a bit of a compilation, there was an extended, well, it was like two ad breaks kind of knitted together. And I yeah. just listed what the adverts were for <laughs> because oh. I was just like, this doesn't it's make lovely. any sense. And it was the film Splash 2, spelt yes. T-double-O, <laughs> which I thought was interesting. I uh, had no idea that such a film existed. <laughs> <laughs> neither did I. The Channel 5 film. Splash 2, by the way. Mm. Um, Big Hits 98, which had like the yes. likes of Steps and all that on. Um, Gap Kids, so that's small. Mm-hmm. So we've got we've got a movie, we've got pop music, and we've got children's clothes. Then we've got Cheese Strings, which Cheese is for string. very small children. And then um, a baby soother for even smaller children. So I was like, is this for parents? Like, is this for teenagers? Teenage pair? I don't know. I was like so confused. Um, and then organic shampoo, Persil, and the Pepsi chart. And I was just like, who is this show for? Who is this show for? So, yeah. Channel 5 were throwing a lot of shit at the wall and just seeing what stuck. That's See what they were doing. See what sticks. So I was fascinated, as fascinated with that as I was single oh, down. 100%. The adverts were, were, were the, the cheese string song. Oh, I love oh, it. I've, I I've love that song. I've how, how great that song was. <laughs> Such a great song. Cheese string. But that's the thing I was going to say to you as well, about because you made me watch, I say you made me watch, you invited me to watch Poirot and I accepted the invitation with Gusto yeah. because it's Poirot. But what I, I had never used ITV Hub before and I had to mm. obviously download that app to watch it. Mm. the adverts see i haven't had a, t- a television for many many a year and i'm not one of these wankers that tries to make that into some kind of virtue it's just <laughs> I, I stopped having one and i kind of never got another one just sort of stopped noticing that it, it, it wasn't there and um so every time i watch something like itv hub the adverts just blow my mind because i haven't seen like i see a lot of youtube ads which are usually for like for me for like spurious investment opportunities or <laughs> guitars i can't afford <laughs> so that's usually what i get um but yeah the adverts on itv hub are so loud they are ear splittingly loud <laughs> and just just like buy this buy this buy this i couldn't cope with it and then so you'd get all of that and then just after that ended you'd get the uh, viking cruise advert that yeah. comes before every bit of poirot because of course poirot <laughs> is sponsored by viking cruise <laughs> They, they know their demographic so then you get that lovely like and like a boat just slowly going down a fjord you're like oh that's lovely, lovely now a bit yeah. of murder yeah but that's that's what i'm saying like either your your device like knows you and is therefore serving you adverts that you expect or it's just serving adverts that have paid a lot of money to be there um or it's referencing, you know, who do we think the audience is and what are they going to want? And that was just like what kind of struck me watching the the singled out ads was because I was just like, I can't, I can't work out. <laughs> this Maybe they just didn't bother to kind of, you know, work out who would watch it. So we'll just put anything on. Like now we've got very sophisticated algorithms that link into your social <laughs> social media and everything. Back then they were just like, I don't know who watches this. They might have kids. They probably wash their clothes. I don't give a shit. They might like cheese strings, whatever. Just throw it yeah. all on there, see what happens. And I, I don't think that's necessarily a worse approach than me getting targeted ads for lifts you can put in your shoes from, from a company that I think that's tagline is now you can be as tall as her. I keep getting adverts for that. <laughs>
Hi, this is my dating profile tape for the Sam and Min podcast. I like parks, cycling, mystery and sci-fi books and films, and pretending I'm a spy when going around museums. My favourite food is sushi. And my favourite 90s song is Common People by Pulp. I'm looking for someone who is patient and kind and funny and intelligent. Hi, this is my dating profile tape for the Sam Nim podcast. But I'm not playing dream phone. I like long walks on the beach. My favourite song is Wannabe by the Spice Girls. I'm looking for someone who is not as needy as a Tamagotchi, with the hair of a handsome brother and not as creepy as a Furby. So we've got a museum and sushi fan and then someone who's looking for a guy with long hair like in the band Hanson. If one of our tapes from our two fantastic singles caught your ear, be sure to email us at samandlimpodcast at gmail.com. To contact us about the guest on the first tape, put sushi in the subject line or dream phone to send us a message about guest two. We're keeping them anonymous, but truly they are both utterly incredible people. So if you want to be pod matched with either of them, get in touch and we will forward your message onto them. But only the good ones, okay? So make an effort. (laughs) That went very authoritative at the end.